Hello, I'm Paul Briley, and you're listening to Off The Comma. I'm a human who cares about supporting other humans. On this podcast, we'll explore all facets of what it means to feel stuck in life. We talk with people just like us who have found themselves sitting on a comma and not knowing where to go next. We'll unpack the experience with them, where they've been stuck, what it feels like, what they experienced, and what they learned. My goal is to inspire you by seeing yourself in others. I believe that when we feel more connected and seen, magic can happen. And we're back for another episode of Off the Comma. And um, I'm just loving this experience and how it's unfolding. And I can't believe we're now at uh, 30 plus episodes and growing. And and I've got so many really exciting. Every guest is so exciting. I, I say exciting every week, but I've got um, new guests lined up that I'm scheduling and recording. And I just am, I'm getting really excited about just how this grows and, and the each new person who shows up and adds their story to the mix. And this week is is also equally exciting because um, I have another kind of new friend, new acquaintance um, that we're going to be talking to this week. So we're going to be talking to Jamie Lee. Um, she's someone who has just come into my life and my circle in the past year and I'm getting to know. So today is going to be a great opportunity for me to get to know her a little bit more than I had before. And, um, and she and I will have the the I will have the privilege, I should say, of being able to spend more time with her off the microphone because she's also a neighbor. So I'm looking forward to hearing her story. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Jamie. Jamie, welcome. And thank tell you. us, tell thank you. Tell us, um, you know, uh, tell us who you are and tell us how you'd like to be known. Um, I would consider myself a self-healer. That's how I a healer of self. I'm known as Jamie, but I also have my art name, which is Suraya, um, for when I do poems and things like that. Nice. Any any other words you would use to describe yourself uh, in addition to healer of self? Uh, artist, uh, poetry, painting, um, fashion. Artist is the, the artist of everything, <laughs> pretty much an artist of everything and a seeker of knowledge and wisdom. Mm, seeker and artist. Nice. And you and I, you and I have talked quite a bit too about the the the, the wide variety of, of artistic forms that you pursue. Yes. And I'm hoping we'll learn a little bit more about that in your story, which we'll get to here in a second. Yes. When you say he healer of self, um mm. What does that mean? Um, I took my my health into my own hands pretty much and um, started listening to my body and I had to fix some health things. Um, so I just kind of took it upon myself and started paying attention to what I needed and what my body was telling me to do and eat. And so pretty much. I had to I had to take it away from the doctors mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and do it myself. Yeah. Well, it seems like all of these things tie together, right? The the artist artist's way and 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 being a seeker and and using all of these things to help you heal yourself. I can't wait to to see how this shows up in your story. And we're going to get started on that in just a moment. But before we get into the the five questions and and really embark on your story, I always like to ask my guests first. 
as you think about, you know, this next 45 minutes to an hour that we're going to have together, what intention would you have for yourself? What would you like to have from this conversation today? Um, to get part of my story out there um, uh, and to, for other people to see that they can too pull themselves off the comma <laughs> is mm. what I would say. They could pull themselves out. They can do it. They they can do it. The power we have is within us. Mm, I love that. And most people don't know it. And because I didn't know it, it almost, you know, ended my life. So. Wow. Okay. So sounds like there's some really kind of big and vulnerable things to share in your story. My intention is to support you in your intention, create a container where you can share your story and and for us to kind of unpack it a little bit and explore a little bit deeper, because I firmly believe, like you, that we all have the ability to pull ourselves out and and that the power is within us. So I want to create a space where you can share your story because I believe that someone or someone's out there will hear your story and recognize a little of themselves in, in you. And that your story will inspire someone, make someone feel a little less alone at the yeah. very least, and potentially right. empower someone to to move forward on something that they're looking forward to. Right, right, definitely. Nice. All right. Well, let's jump in. So uh, as always, I ask the same five questions of every guest. And um, as always, uh, you and I haven't talked about what you're going to be sharing today. So let's jump in with the first question, Jamie. Where have you found yourself sitting on a comma in your life? Um, I think I would say about uh, two years ago. I'm sure there's been many commas, but the one that the one that stands out is um, two years ago when I got down to about 99 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I didn't really take it seriously at first until I looked in the mirror one day and like really looked at myself and was like, oh, wow. And so um, that was my comment because I was I, I I knew in that moment that um, I had to make like a big change because if I mm-hmm. didn't, then probably probably within that next year, I would have not been here. That's for mm. sure. That, I'm very certain in that. <laughs> I'm very. That's, that's a, that's a really big life situation, right? Cause you're talking about your health and and then all of these things that are contributing, right. uh, potentially contributing to this. What was, what was happening for you at this point that you've gotten down to this weight that now has caught your attention and sounds like has, has alarmed you? Trauma. Trauma got me there. Um, dissociating got me there. I didn't realize that I had dissociated. I I really thought that I was living my my everyday life. And um I I one day I was sitting in my my room, which I was doing a lot. I found myself always sitting in my room. It was like a progression. I started in the bed every day. It was always the bed because I would lay there and try to figure out. Um, okay, so what's the reason to get up today? Where's the excitement? There was literally nothing. It got to that point where nothing was making me want to get out of bed. So I found myself sleeping more or whatever. Then it progressed from the bed to the floor. I was sitting on my my bedroom floor for months, every day. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. And one day I was sitting there and um, I don't know what happened. I call it an awakening because that's the only way I can describe it. But it felt like somebody switched on a light for me 
Um, and I found myself looking around my room almost as though I didn't know how I got in there. Um, but I, but I knew where I was and it's took me this long mm. to realize the best way to describe it was, it was almost like I stepped back into my body in that moment. It was like, I had not been in it, even though I thought I was. <laughs> and, it, it, and I felt when I did it, it was, it was, it was weird. I felt it. <laughs> That's I mean, this is this is a big story. So and and as we talk and progress, obviously, you know, share whatever is comfortable right. with you and only what's comfortable with you. But right. you know what you're describing right. really kind of reinforces what you shared, right? There was this dissociating that was happening in your life. And and when you say oh, trauma, yeah. was it there was a trauma that happened that triggered this dissociation? Um, I feel it was uh, multiple traumas, mm -hmm. multiple from 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 childhood on up. Mm -hmm. It was like a repeat of traumas. And I was someone that was like. I would take the hits and keep running, you know, I was that, OK, well, I'll, I'll be fine. That'll be OK, even though it was stuff that was like life altering that I probably should have sat in the moment and felt it and dealt with it and things like that. Mm -hmm. I just kept going. And it, that that got to the point where I couldn't go anymore. It, it was like there was no more going. Mm. <laughs> I had to I had to do something or I was going to die. Yeah. Jamie, you're describing. I mean, it sounds like it wasn't like, oh, this thing happened to me two years ago. And then suddenly no. I lost all this weight. This no. what I'm hearing you say is this kind of things had been slowly building and building and I had been operating as if right. you even said in, in different words, I had been operating as if and kind of following the routines and then just one day like right. I, I saw the effect that it had been slowly having on me right right because i thought i was doing okay because to me i had decided i'm i'm going to work on myself when my last kid is 18 mm. that's what i told myself because i felt like while i have the children my trauma has nothing to do with them they didn't ask to be here i bought them here my trauma is my trauma it shouldn't have have or it shouldn't touch them in any way mm -hmm. so i knew that i was holding it all in I, I wasn't someone that was running around thinking i had it all figured out i knew i was keeping it in i had a plan mm. <laughs> you know what i mean i was gonna fix it and and get it taken care of when she was 18 mm. i made it to, i made it to 17 <laughs> wow Wow, that's that's something, right? I mean, I, I'm not a trauma specialist. I don't have any experience or background in trauma, so we're, we're not here to diagnose or treat or anything like that. Right. But we are here to right. to give you room to unpack that. So, what I'm also noticing is in in what you're sharing is this: something's happened to me. You know, your experience. Somebody else could take their own experience and kind of insert right. it here. Something really significant has happened in your life. And what you've described is over this period of time, you've been postponing it with right. a plan to to do something about it, to help yourself, later. whatever the words are, later. And, right. and you felt you didn't fall. The the plan fell short by one year. Right. By one right. year yeah. and caught your yeah. attention. Yeah. So what was that like at that time? We'll we'll move into the second question here shortly, but I want to kind of you know, just continue to unpack a little bit further. 
this kind of point in time, you're looking in the mirror, it's caught your attention. It's now put you, well, let me ask it a question here. Cause you said, and then I was dissociating. It sounds like you had been dissociating for some time and you might've gone deeper into the dissociation. That's what I've been trying to figure out was how long was I sleep? <laughs> That's like, I really been like, going over this in my head, not, I don't fixate on it, but from time to time, I'm like, okay, when did you fall asleep? Mm. <laughs> and I do go over my life and try to figure out like, what was the one that did it? But there were so many. And, you know, it's not just that I've had a lot of rare health things. I've had a lot of rare cancer aneurysms, um, stuff that you would only get if you go to other countries. I've never been out of the country. Like it was so many different things. And, and the traumas were traumas that, um, you know, there, there's like, we have rape in there. Mm -hmm. We have, um, abuse in there. We have, um, it's so abandonment. It's so many different things and they just never stopped. They just kept coming. And I just kept, you know, dodging them, mm. filling them, but dodging them. And then um, I think what helped me um, get to 17 years, uh, it's not something that I would ever glorify or anything, but I believe it was my getting addicted to my pain medicine, mm. if I want to be really honest, because I feel that it, uh, it was given to me at the right time. Um, how, however that sounds, um, it was given to me due to my cancer and, you know, be, before I started to take that, I was already reflecting on things with myself. I was already feeling like I was too serious of a person. I was too, you know, I wasn't, the fun was leaving. I was always uptight. And when I got the cancer, that's when they gave me the medicine and they put me on so many a day. Um, after, when I started taking the medicine, I started feeling like superwoman i started feeling like i could hide the stuff like it wasn't affecting me at all i could just go 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 i could be mom i could go to work i could do all these different things until because to me i didn't look at it as being addicted i looked at it as my doctor gave me these he gives me these religiously every month mm -hmm. so so you're not addicted you're taking them like you're supposed to take them it wasn't until i got up to taking 20 a day that i realized it was a problem. Yeah. Can I, can I jump in for a moment? And I, first, I just really, really feel compelled to acknowledge you because these things, you know, that you've shared with us very shortly, these are big things. I mean, that's no light weight to carry. No wonder mm. you felt better and no wonder you, you know, took advantage of that. Use right. that as you were told you were supposed to, but definitely want to acknowledge you for all that you've carried. I mean, and just, just, I mean, that is to be acknowledged for even carrying that. So, so now here you are and yeah. where does the, the, the use of the medication fit in relationship to the losing the 99 pounds? Are we in a close proximity to each other or losing down to 99? I'm sorry. Right. Well, sometimes um, I do know that if I'm correct. Sometimes taking that large amount of it can affect your weight and eating. But was that completely it? No. Um, I feel that I've had an eating issue since I was a kid, me, honestly, because um, 
I'm the type of person where I could be starving and you can make me a whole bunch of food. But the minute something happens or my nervous system is affected in any way, it instantly leaves. And sometimes that could last. I literally have to physically make myself eat because it it will leave. There will be no want to eat food at all. Mm-hmm. So it's like a form of an eating eating disorder, but I don't know. You, can, It's not like anorexia or anything like that. No, mm-hmm. it's literally tied to like my nervous system. Mm-hmm. Well, and, 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 and you've, you've really already started to paint a canvas for us. I mean, even as an artist, right. You're, you're painting a story for us right now. Like it's really not just about the weight, is it? Right. Um, it's not just about pick one trauma. It's not yeah. just about where you are in your life. I mean, these are all things that have in a way it sounds like and correct me wherever i misrepresent what i'm reflecting back all of these things have in some way or another sort of kind of attached themselves to your identity and yeah they they have all these these intersections Mm -hmm. and connections between them i mean one could say no wonder you know that it kind of came to a head right oh yeah it 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 had to i didn't think it would I think I was like most people who think, um, well, as long as I don't talk about it, as long as it doesn't exist, I can't see it. It's okay, but it's still in you and it's still affecting your nervous system, your, your, your health. Um, it's, it's, it does more damage than people think. And, and even myself, because I didn't expect it to come to head like that. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no. Because I, I thought, you know, like I said, I'm doing okay. I'm holding it together. I'm <laughs> yeah. Well, and and so here you are, and it's this point in time where you you call it. You've had this awakening. You've seen yourself in the mirror. You went into this deep period of dissociation, and then something mm-hmm. starts to wake you up. So let's go into the second question. Yes. So given what you've described, this comma you've been sitting on, this is a lot. And and you are at this point now where you've had this moment in the mirror, you've noticed the weight loss, you went into this period of dissociation, and then you said these messages or these signals started coming to you, Mm -hmm. these signs, and so you started to awaken. What has this what is the situation created like what happens next in this story as far uh well if i'm hearing it correctly i i um at that point i had two choices um which was continue down that path and probably die in a couple months to a year and that's that's Mm -hmm. just being completely honest like that's how bad it was or i had to step out of my circle that i had had myself in and do something differently in order to change that. So that's that's when I started um, uh, getting back more into my spirituality, which I had already been, but I had kind of stepped away from. So that's when I started only eating the things that I craved, um, uh, spending more time in nature, getting back to the things that I used to love that I had kind of forgot that I loved, if that makes sense. And that's kind of, I'm a little bit past that right now, but that that's what happened after that point. It was certain mm-hmm. things that I had to figure out what were things that worked for me to keep me out of the depression, to keep me out of the anxiety. To um, And for me, it was always music, art, nature, um, spirituality. It was always those things for me. 
you you kind of described you know the things that you did i'd love to to learn a little bit more about what was happening for you on the inside during this particular point in time you you during the time when i was 99 pounds yeah and 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 as you moved as you moved through this awakening i mean you described some of what was happening for you before yeah chaotic mm-hmm. it was it was chaotic it was um it was, because it was so many different things spiritually that is a a whole nother story <laughs> that i was seeing mm-hmm. um but in that before that it was hell um people talk about heaven and hell being destinations that you make it to once you leave here and i say no uh heaven and hell's found here because i've lived in both and inside mm-hmm. you so when you can't escape it and that that's pretty much what it was. It was to the point where I couldn't escape it anymore. It was really dark inside. I don't want to say dark. I want to say more. It was sad. There was before that. So it was a it was that's why I say it was chaotic because it was so many different things going on um, like that sadness and not wanting to be here. And the depression was was fighting against whatever this new <laughs> creation was. And that was a mm. that was a very tough battle that I literally probably just got out of when I met you, literally, because it, it was it was like um, it was like I was stuck in two bodies. It was like there was this shell, which was my body. And then there was this person stuck inside that shell and the person inside wanted to get out. They wanted to to go do art. They wanted to go to poetry spots. But my body was still stuck in what it was before the awakening. So that was mm. a battle that that's it, it, it's a really tough battle. It can be depressing because when you're screaming inside, you want to go out, you want to go in nature, you want to it. But your body is like, no, that it's it's not as simple as people would think it would be. Yeah, well, <laughs> so little in life is simple, right? And yet, <laughs> yeah, even just the way you try to describe the situation, I think in and of itself is really descriptive, right? Like it's just not even easy to explain, is it? It's not. Or to put <laughs> no, the words. And yet, it's not. yet what I do see and what you're sharing, it seems is that there was definitely a part of you that was ready to break out of what it had been. Oh, yeah. And yet there was this other part of you that was very trained, programmed, entrenched mm-hmm. in, in maintaining yeah. <laughs> maintaining the way it was. And suddenly right. there's a conflict. Can we right. can we come back to this point of awakening for a moment? And yes, I don't I don't want to naively say, oh, OK, what was you know, what was the thing? Because um, it's never that simple. But for you, how did you know you were awakening? Literally in that moment. Um, and like I said, I can describe it all day, but I still don't feel I'll ever give it justice to what happened when I feel like I stepped back into my body. It, it was a completely different person. It was it was a completely different. I ate differently. Um, like for some, for, for example, I craved edamame for days. I just ate edamame. And I sat there one day and I was like, you haven't had any protein. <laughs> what you, you need to get your protein. So mm-hmm. I'm freaking something tells me to Google edamame. So I Google edamame and it has like one of the highest proteins in it. 
So it was like everything that I was craving, I would go look it up. And I promise you, it was everything that I needed, even with simple things like an ingrown toenail. I was listening to to spirit. I was listening to my intuition. I would meditate. So I would wake up with answers to things like when I had a tooth infection, didn't know what I was going to do. And I woke up, had the answer, literally went in my kitchen, made it and cleared my own. That's when I knew like, OK, I'm not tripping. So I literally started running with that. Literally, that that that's that's pretty much what I did. I started listening. And I started paying attention to my thoughts because so many of us, I didn't even realize there are people that that are here that don't even know that there's a voice inside of their head that's constantly talking to you. Mine was feeding me negative stuff. I didn't pay attention, didn't realize that voice was in there. But now once I woke up, oh, I was very aware of it. Hmm. Very. And that's when I was able to start doing the work inside, because once you're aware of that voice, now you have some type of control. Because you get to decide if that voice is going to keep playing that same negative song or if you're going to switch it. So they, it's work. It's it's not easy. I'm not even going to pretend it's easy, which is why I feel most people do avoid that work. Because it's 24 hours a day work. You have mm. to monitor your thoughts almost as if you're a correction officer. Yeah. Well, the, the journey is not for the faint-hearted, is it? And, and, no. and, and notice what I'm seeing. And of course, you and I are here face-to-face on Zoom. Right. Our, our listeners don't get the benefit <laughs> right. of, of being able to see you and your smiling face. <laughs> but, but the animation, when you described, I'll call them the dark days. Those are my words, not yours. But when you described the dark days, you know, you, you were kind of lower in your energy, hard to describe and so forth. But for these past couple of moments that you've described exactly how you leaned into your uh, awakening and stepped into your Mm -hmm. body, your energy level was up. You were clear. You were passionate. (laughs) You were convicted. You were energetic. Like I can just see the energetic shift in you when you talk about when things changed. Yeah, it was huge. (laughs) I I think there's, there's probably people out there who would say, well, you know, what do I do to get that? Or how do I go about and do that? How do I go about getting that? But what you described earlier was you were in this deep, deep period of kind of searching and 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 almost waiting, and then something happened. I think I was waiting to die, if you want to be honest, because yeah. I really feel like a part of me, and it's not like I won't say that in the mind, because in my mind, I feel like i'm I'm stronger than that. something something was just tired. Mm. <laughs> it was that. It was that because when you when it's the trauma for me from I can say about five to like my 40s. So that's a lot of years of of constantly just going and running. So I think that I was just exhausted and I wasn't a suicide attempt person. I, I attempted suicide at 18. Once I had children, I had decided for me that that thought would never enter my mind. I don't speak on anyone else mm-hmm. for myself because, again, my trauma is not my children's problem. It's it's that, no, it should have nothing to do with them. Do I share it with them? Yes, I do, because I, I want my children better prepared. Mm-hmm. But um, it had nothing to do with it. So, so for me, it, it would have never been going back to doing something like that again, mm-hmm. not with my children. So I don't know if somewhere mentally I just made this decision or somewhere a decision was made, well, we're just going to ride it out till it stops or what. So I'm, I think I woke up 
at the right time. Mm-hmm. I woke mm-hmm. up when I was supposed to wake up because if I didn't wake up that day. Mm-mm. What a powerful journey. What um, a difficult journey. I think there's a lot of us out here who would say, I don't know if I could make it through. So, you know, that's that's a huge acknowledgement to you. And what I think I'm hearing you say is, you know, that sometimes when we, we go out, people who are listening probably most likely have an interest in their own development and maybe their own evolution right. they're seeking too. And so right. human nature is such that it's like, well, how do I do that? You know, I kind of touched on that earlier, but right. what it sounds like what I'm taking from this for me, let me be clear, is that you had carried these burdens for so long. It got to a point where, in your own words, it broke. It had to break. Yeah. And 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 then you were faced with the choice of I can completely let it go on and and fully break, or you didn't say this, but it sounds like there was a point of surrender. And once you surrendered, then new things started to flow in. Right, right, right. But I had to take the power. I couldn't. I think. Um, I think before that point, I was waiting for someone to save me, kind of thing. Um. And I had to realize that that person was me. <laughs> it was myself. And that's what I would say. That is what I would say for other people. Everybody has it within them. We all do. It, every, that's why I don't see myself as a healer of people. I see myself as a healer of self because to me, a true, a true healer teaches other people that they too can heal themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they're not teaching you to come to them. Like, you know, they're, yeah, you know, um, the almighty pretty much they're showing you that just like they have it, you have it showing by example, right. You're kind of a, right. a light on the path. Right. right. Um, yeah. Right. That's really powerful. There are those who teach and and show people, you know, and tell people what they're supposed to do. And then there's other people who are like, no, you know what to do, but let me just be an yeah. example. Right. Right. Jamie, let's go to the third question. You know, when you look at all of this that you've shared with us, such a big story, what did you learn about yourself as a result of this awakening and, and having sat on this common? Um, that I'm stronger than I thought and that the power has always been within me. That's 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 for sure. <laughs> I'm stronger than I thought and the power has always been there. I just forgot about it. You're you're very clear about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I totally forgot. I'm still learning it. I But the difference is I know where it's in there now. I know it's there. I know what it's capable of. And I'm still learning. Well, it kind of blends into the fourth question. So let me go ahead and ask the fourth question a little early and then we'll go back and forth between them. Right. So what has changed for you as a result of this learning? Happier, I think I would say. I would say I'm happier. I would say... um I live from the inside out now instead of the outside in. Most people feel, most people feel that um, the happiness is outside in and it's not. It starts inside out. So I had to reverse that. And that's how I live now. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? What is that? mean can you take that a little bit further for us so so i'm thinking about the person who's sitting in a car listening to these words right now and and kind of referencing what's going on in their own lives what would you say to them that living from the inside out means um i feel that we are the creators of our world i feel that god is within us um and that we are the creator of our world so in order you you can't have hell inside but expect to see heaven outside of yourself it has to match 
you can't have negativity sitting inside, but you're trying to figure out why you're not seeing positive. And it's, it's like I tell my family, it's like going to a restaurant and, and you're telling the waitress, you want chicken. I want chicken and I want it this way. She walks away and for 30 minutes, you're sitting there envisioning what your steak is going to look like. You, you're mm. for that steak. And she comes with this chicken and, and she's like, here you go. And you're like, um, that's not my steak. <laughs> and she's telling you, but you asked for chicken. You can't get, you, it doesn't work that way. It has to first be planted inside. And then as it is, you're the projector. Your mind is a projector. What your world looks like is the movie screen. So if, if, if you want to see it in your world, it has to first start in you. It, it, it can't work the other way. That is really, that's a big thing. Um, and I'm taking, I'm taking notes here, obviously for the podcast, but also for me, that's one of, one of the <laughs> benefits of doing this work, right? It's like, I'm, I'm always taking notes and, and you described this earlier, right? This, this really builds on what you were sharing with us in your response to the second question, which is the, yeah, there were these hardships and there's no diminishing that, you know, these traumas, right. but when the, Next thing, I'll just say that presented itself to me, as you described this awakening presented itself for me, you yourself said earlier, I had to do things, I had to take it, I had to start paying attention, I had to start listening, I had to do these things. And so now what you're sharing here is like, yeah, there's work, you have to do work. And it starts with just getting clear on what you want, or even, you know, not what you said, but getting clear on what you don't want. The chicken and the steak example is a great example. It doesn't matter if you're a vegan, like it's just a metaphor, right? (laughs) Um, Tofu and (laughs) yeah, just you can't, you can't picture one thing and ask for another and expect the one to change. And that seems to speak to exactly what you've been sharing with us is that there's work on the inside and work on the outside. Right. But like your inner right. alignment between your inner world and your outer, outer world. Right. But most people, they do, um, they feel as long as the outside looks good and pretty because perception is everything. Right. So as long as the outside looks good and pretty, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's, I, I, I am a living experiment. That's what I call myself. I own, Mm. I only teach people what I have done for myself that that works. That that's literally it. And I'm seeing it produced in my own life. I'm seeing it, you know, and, and it's not as easy as it sounds. I tell people it's like switching a light. It's not because if you've been living and I keep using the circle, if you've been living in that same circle that has keep getting you the same results, at some point you have to stop, step out of that circle and throw it off. You have but it's something different. I don't care if it's getting up at a different time or something different. So you can throw that circle off that that's what you, you know, because the circle's not getting you anywhere. You're seeing the same results. It might be different stories, different people, but the end result is the same. And, and with that stuff also, I want to go back to the uh, beginning with that. Once you do have an uh, awakening or whatever, you know, where they, someone else might want to use when that once you do have that you start to see the trauma that was in your life differently you don't look at yourself as a victim while you're in it you carry it as your armor i did that i walked around Mm. and i don't feel i did it because of anything other than i wanted people to know hey i've been through this and i can help you too type thing um before it i was a victim i did see myself as a victim yes 
Um, but then I started doing the work and looking into those other people's backgrounds and how those other people were raised. And I started doing research, literally, because this was a life or death thing for me. It wasn't a, I didn't have a choice. And once I did that, I don't regret any of my trauma. I don't. I don't regret any of it. Um, it's tools for me. Um, it gives me more people to reach, more people to help, more people to identify with. If, if you know, an, an alcoholic is, is not going to want to get alcohol advice from someone that has never touched a drink a day in their life. I would mm -hmm. not. I would not. I don't care about the books you've read. I, I, for me, I want someone that has walked in my shoes. So you know the symptoms, you know what I'm going through, you know the thoughts I might be having. So for me, that's a light. That that's tools. It's more people I can talk to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much stuff in that that really resonates for me personally. Um, and and alcohol is a good example, but certainly it's not the only one. The right. the the traumas, what you're describing is this process of sort of the victim becoming the teacher, but yes, there's, there's different ways we can interpret that word victim, right. And, and coaching, coaching and therapy uh, circles, you know, it's used intentionally to talk about mindset and being able to change right. your mindset. But I use it from the standpoint of maybe let's change the word to subject, right? Okay. The subject of the trauma Right. Then you, I mean, this is your story. You're telling us the subject of the trauma then finds a path or is presented with a pathway to reframe or to redefine oh, yeah. the traumas, re-experience, yes. not re-experience, but like redefine them and, and right. then use it as a tool to move forward. Like you said, don't get stuck in it because when you're stuck in it, that's when the depression comes, the, the anxiety, the nerve, that, when you're stuck in it, it's when you can't stop replaying the scenarios. You can't stop, you know, because it feeds something in your subconscious brain. It feeds all those negative things that you already think about yourself. The more you stay stuck in those traumas and the things that because I did it, I, I, I physically did it like it was like an armor that I wore. You could read my jacket. You'll see cancer. You'll see aneurysm. And and mm -hmm. so when I took that off, it. It when I separated myself from it, because as long as I'm still to me wearing it as an armor, that means it's still inside me. I, I had to separate myself from it and look at it, step outside of myself and look at it from a different angle, different perspectives, dissect it. That's what I had to do. Everyone doesn't have to. But for me, my brain needed to understand why I had to go to these particular things because I was blaming myself. So I had to find the why. You 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 went into and you you even alluded to this earlier when you described yourself as a seeker. You went into this total period of exploration, seeking meaning, seeking different ways to to understand your situation and circumstances. Yeah. I, I'd love to put this out there as as sort of like a an acknowledgement, and then you take it where you would would choose to. What I don't hear you saying is like, oh, you know, if you have trauma, then just do these things, throw it off. Like, you know, <laughs> the way you describe it in this little 45, you know, to 60 minute episode of a podcast makes it sound simple. It is anything but. And and it's it's not that a this is what you're supposed to do. It's this is what possibility can look like for you if you yes. Yes. carry trauma. Oh, yeah. 
and and that's that's my whole thing. That that's what it's all about. I every everyone can do it. Is it not easy? No, it's not easy at all. And I probably have gotten as far as I've gotten because um you know my medical stuff. So I have no I had no choice but to um mm-hmm. you know take off work and things like that. So that that could because I've had people tell me that oh you you don't you you're not working right now so it's easy for you i've had people it's easy for you to tackle your trauma mm. i i love that because in 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 and of course we're both here in america yes. right because not working in america is so easy on us man right man right. Right. Not true. No, not at all. Not at all. But that, that's not the point you're making. The point that you're making is that whatever circumstances, here's what I'm taking from it. Whatever circumstance you're presented with, each one is its own opportunity. Yes. Like yes. If, if you allow it to be. Right. That's what I'm hearing. Right. And, and no, and like I said, I'm going to keep saying it's not easy. It's not. If you if you really want it, it it's going to it's work. It's work. Why do you think so many people avoid it? I and, and if you want me to be honest, if I wasn't put in the position that I was put in, I don't know if I would have tackled it or not. I kept mm-hmm. telling myself I would at eight, you know, when my daughter turned 18, but I don't know. I was forced to. So that's a difference. It was I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So but but it 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 is doable. Um I, I tell people it's doable. It's been two years for me. I'm still going. Healing to me is never ending. Uh, just like learning, knowledge, and wisdom is never ending. I feel we're forever learning. We're forever growing. We're forever evolving. So, um, but but it's possible, especially if you have like you know a good support system. That's even better. Mm-hmm. That's even better. I, I kind of did things by myself, but um, that's I'm that person. I, I'm so everybody's different. You have people that that they do have to have that. Um, I'm I'm one where I kind of got to tackle it by myself. And then when I come out of it, you know, so everybody's different. But but I, I it's I didn't have hope. No, I didn't have hope. Not my first year. I thought it was full of crap. <laughs> if you want to be honest, but it sounds like there was perseverance. There was something. What? There, no, but, let, let me ask you. What was it that allowed you to stick through this? What was it that kept you going? You said it wasn't easy. It didn't happen right away. This took time. Um, the fact that I feel like I came here with a purpose and I felt this way since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I felt mm-hmm. like if I gave up, I would never fulfill that purpose. That's literally why. Yeah, because I, I'm very strong in that purpose. I'm very I'm passionate about that purpose. Because when you have lived a life in hell, when you have been to the dark, when you have been that sad and you know what it feels like, why would you want other people to go through that? And, and, and that, that's my thing. That's my mm-hmm. thing. Because it's, it's not easy and some people don't make it. And I, I'd like to be a part of helping people to get mm-hmm. past that. Well, and it, yeah. you, again, you're modeling and showing us you know, a possible way because in, in turning this situation around and sharing your own experience, you're showing people what it's like to, to experience things, to, to go through the journey. And then, and, and, and then there's also plenty for you to share, right? So anybody who's, I mean, you're somebody that could be confided in for somebody who feels like, Hey, you get me and, and you know what it's like, right? There's a light at the end of the tunnel. 
there's a life. I love that. So you, you described, you know, kind of a, a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning, even, even if it was a dim light, but it was definitely a thread through everything. Like despite yeah. everything, there was still something. Right. Like you said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Jamie, what's, uh, let's go to the, the, the fifth question. The last question here, what does getting off the comma look like for you? Um, let's see. It looks like becoming a full-fledged life coach. <laughs> mm. Now, I know what you mean by that, but why don't you share with our listeners what that means yes. for you? I will be starting school in July to become a certified life coach. And I'm super ecstatic about that. What what made you choose that path? What uh, this first of all, that's exciting. And and right. and why? What why this path? Well, um, well, like I said, I my there my husband came home with his flyer and it was your picture on there. And you know, I was literally when he bought it, I was in that space where there's the body and the and the person stuck inside that wants to do things. So I was literally trying to figure that out. And he comes home and he gives this to me and he's like, give it a try. And I was like, ah, I'll see. So talking to you, it was like, I don't know. Um, the timing was, mm. I can't even explain the timing it, it, because it was like you handed me the baton just from talking. And with that baton, I've been running since. It, it's, <laughs> it is really interesting, right? Like um, to, yeah. to, to, to kind of step into your story for just a moment. This is. I don't know what the relevance is, but we're going to share this anyway, because there might be something in that for everybody, right? But like you said, timing and and when life presents things, everything that's presented as an opportunity. I myself, right. um, you know, I encounter your husband on a fairly regular basis here, right, right. here in our neighborhood. And uh, right. I remember sharing with him, I think it was the podcast uh, yes, postcard, right? And I was looking for more guests and so on and so <laughs> forth. And I was like, hey, and 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 oh, by the way, I'm a life coach, you know, because that's what we do, you know, right. if, especially right. if you're self-employed, right. you're going to be out there like, right. you know, shaking hands and kissing babies, right? Uh, right. But, but it's because, you know, I mean it, like I want to, I want to, I want to interact with people and help people. But I, so I handed right. it to him and I was, I think I was talking to him at the point about, hey, you know, if you want to be a guest on the podcast or whatever and he's like oh you're a coach right. he's like my wife wants to be a coach i'm like no shit <laughs> really and um and then knowing that we were neighbors and so then right. he handed that off and then it was and then it was just like the whole oh have her call me right but then right because i was walking i think to the farmer's market or something like that and ran into him in the parking lot and then he's like oh you got to come in and talk to jamie right now and then you and i just hit <laughs> it off right then and there so yeah, this wasn't like, oh, you know, I was knocking on your door and twisting your arm. Right. These little things found each of us. Synchronicities. Yes. And I that was really stepping out of my comfort zone because, mm-hmm. I mean, years ago, no, I was like everywhere talking to everybody, friends everywhere, poetries, everything. But after the hermit stage I went through, that was really, but I pushed myself. The thoughts were there. No, don't do this, Jamie. But now it's different because I can hear them and still keep going. Well, and and it's been an inspiration to me too because obviously every person that I come across, I've I've started to pay really dial in and tune into what I can learn from them and their story and their experiences. And it's just been, you know, these times that we've gotten together, it's just been delightful um, to get to know you and to hear your stories, your stories, you know, the parts of your story that you've shared today that I did know about continue to inspire me because, you know, whenever I feel 
a certain way or I'm going through a challenge, you know, I can look at the other folks in my life and be like, okay, if they can do that, then I could do this. And so that's how we're, we're all kind of helping and supporting each other. So. Right. Right. Well, we thank you so much for sharing your story. And this one was a big one. And I know there's a lot of heavy elements in that. And yet taking us through the journey of your life in getting us to this post awakening period, like just so much that you shared with us, you know, and, and showing us about what it's like to carry burdens and then to be able to make choices. And so I've taken a lot from that. I want to, I want to ask you, you know, as you look back on the the last 45 minutes or so, what would you acknowledge yourself for in, in being here and sharing the story with us? Just being here, coming out of my shell. <laughs> mm. It's coming out of my shell time. Yes, I'm on fire now. So yes, this is the beginning of it. This right here is the beginning of it. I I have to say, um, I don't know that this is the beginning of it. You were all, you were out <laughs> of your shell in here um, in such a, an inspiring way. And so perhaps it's the beginning of the next leg of your journey or the, uh, or, or, or wherever this is going to take you. But I definitely would, I would definitely challenge back and say, well, I think you, that coming out of the shell has already been happening. It's already been on that journey <laughs> for sure. Jamie, tell us some um, for folks who are listening, where could they find you again? Keep in mind, I'm going to put uh, any links and so forth in the show notes. So where could people find you if they wanted to, to, learn more about you or look you up. They can find me on Instagram and it would be su.ryah. But I, I it's, yeah, it's going to be in the footnotes. Wonderful. Wonderful. And then um, one other thing that I like to do with all of my guests, because it's an important element of the podcast, because the podcast is all about sharing stories and lifting people up and inspiring each other through, you know, our experiences. So I invite all of my guests to um, offer up any acknowledgments, you know, if there's a, a creator or a cause or somebody important in your life that you would like to give a voice to and, you know, maybe shout out to or publicize. Um, that's what we do here. And some guests it's, you know, organizations, some guests it's creators, sometimes it's books or films or what have you. So who, or, or what would you like to acknowledge today? Can it be a couple things? Sure. Okay. So one is the book that I first started reading, um, after my awakening, which is called the power of your subconscious mind. And it's written by Dr. Joseph Murphy. What was it about that book that was amazing? Briefly, you don't have to get into the whole synopsis, but the power of the power of your mind. Everything that I was just discussing as far as how the inside you work from inside out, uh, the power of your subconscious mind, what it's capable of as far as healing health things, negativity, all that. It's in this book. And it's it's a very old book. I would also like to acknowledge my my circle of people. Um it going being with someone when they're going through a journey like this can be kind of chaotic, especially if it's someone that's always been talkative or always been like the life of the party. When they change as a person, it can make people feel a certain way, you know. Um, so mm. you do lose people in the process. You do. Mm. And, but I want to I want to acknowledge the ones that that have stayed in my circle and that have grown with me. They It was just watching me grow and they themselves have grown also. So I would like to acknowledge them. And I'm not done. I would I would still like to acknowledge Paul <laughs> for doing that, being led by spirit to drop off that flyer that day. That's what I want to do, too. 
Mm, thank you for that. I am I'm very humbled and, and grateful for that. So yeah. I like you. That's that's what I want to be in the world. That's what I want to represent. That's right. And it's not because I want to be some kind of saint or anything like that. That would be lovely, but just like I just want to be a good person. Well, let's travel the world so. and do that, Paul. <laughs> yes, I love it. And we're all here. We all have these gifts. And you don't have you don't have to have a million followers to share your damn gifts. Just share the damn gifts, right? It's like parables. If for anyone that reads the Bible, it's like a parable. So Mm -hmm. whatever you're speaking, your people will hear that. They will pick up on it. The ones that's meant to. I don't care if it's three people. Lovely. I love it. Jamie, I have so enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for really opening the box on this one and and really, you know, kind of sharing of yourself, um, especially with everything that you've shared. uh, I look forward to more offline conversations. I believe we have ourselves a lunch date um, in the not too distant future. And I wish you a very lovely rest of your week. And I will be talking to you again very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What an honor it is to witness these stories from these amazing human beings, and today's guest was no exception. I invite you to think about what you learned from this conversation. What stood out for you? What challenged you? What inspired you? And I encourage you to write it down in some form of journaling and reflection. I can't tell you how magical it can be to set aside your expectations and just let your thoughts flow out of your head and onto paper. You don't have to have an agenda. You don't have to do anything with it, but you can be amazed at what comes out of your thoughts and onto paper and what that can do for you. I know freestyle journaling has been a powerful practice in my life for a very long time. You just never know what you might discover about yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of Off The Comma. Follow me on social media at Off The Comma and also look for upcoming workshops and events at offthecomma.com or better yet, go to offthecomma.com and sign up for my mailing list and let me bring the news directly to you. I am passionate about keeping this podcast ad free so that we create a safe container for people to be able to tell their stories uninterrupted by commercials and promotions. I currently cover all the production costs and I'm happy to continue doing so. And I'm also open to and appreciative of any donations that anyone would like to contribute. This is nothing more than to be able to support the podcast and cover some of the monthly editing and producing and equipment costs that are associated with this podcast. So look for the donations link in the podcast descriptions wherever you find this podcast. Be sure to like this episode, follow the podcast, and more importantly, spread the good word. If you were moved by today's conversation, pass it along to someone you care about. As always, keep noticing.